Do uh, girls like being motorboated? I can't answer that Speaking question. I'm not woman, like a regular okay. girl. <laughs> I'm pretty sure motorboating has to be consensual. <laughs> <laughs> Listening public. All right. Welcome to the first episode of season two of the Pink Hoodie Podcast. Holy shit. Uh, before I introduce my guest, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who watched the first season. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching that. And um, one of the main criticisms of the first season is that, like, we had, like, no structure. <laughs> and um, so I guess we're going to try to add some structure to the show. Um, like, since all my guests are comedians, we're going to try to talk about comedy and, like, how they got their start and, like, comedy in general. And uh, towards the end, we're going to ask every guest the same three questions, which are, what's your favorite joke of all time? Do you believe in an afterlife? And what's the worst you've ever bombed on stage? Okay. Um, that being said, I'd like to thank uh, James Duncan for helping me do this show. Without him, none of this would be possible. And uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get started. Um, my uh, first guest is a wonderful person and hilarious. She runs the uh, Chameleon Club open mic on Mondays at 8. You can see her all around Pennsylvania doing stand-up. And I go other places, too. And other places. <laughs> Miss Audrey Marsh. It's Audrey Marsh. I, I, I fucked. I know. I, as I was saying, I was like, Jesus, I fucked up her name. That's but okay. I know it's, it's Audrey. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's an old-fashioned name. Uh, yeah. Thank you for doing the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yep. I already told you it's like, you know, comedians are best before noon. Yeah. So that's why I'm. Yeah, you know, it's like 11. Present. Feeling great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was your uh, Halloween? Oh, it was good. Um, I'm not. I, I really didn't do anything for Halloween. I'm I live in kind of a, a place where like we don't get any trick or treaters and things like that. Uh. I usually go. I'm from Philadelphia. I usually go home. Uh, to my parents' house because their their like neighborhood is it's like a big block party for Halloween. But uh, then there was like a tornado yeah. and that horrible storm, <laughs> so I didn't do anything. Uh, but my wife and I and my sister we had like a group costume that we didn't really have anywhere to go, but we just put on the costume and like took pictures and uh, then we watched scary movies at home. That's awesome. Yeah. What uh, what'd you go as? Uh, you watch Parks and Rec. Yeah. So I was Duke Silver. My sister was Burt Macklin, FBI, okay. and Emily, my wife, was Duke Janet Snakehole. Um, okay. You know, like Burt Macklin and Janet Snakehole. Duke Silver is uh, Ron Swanson's alter ego with the saxophone. Like he, oh, yeah, yeah, like he yeah, secretly yeah, yeah, plays yeah, yeah, yeah. the saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so like that's what I was. Yeah. 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 It was funny. It was like kind of a little bit of a. People didn't get it. Like, I texted <laughs> pictures, and they were like, is this a group costume? And I was like, you have to watch Parks and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I went as uh, the Joker. I saw. I yeah. saw your pictures. Yeah. That was, you know, ti- timely. It was yeah. timely. <laughs> yep. I, it was like hardly anybody was doing that. So, yeah, it was, good everyone job. Everyone was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you see the new Joker movie? I did not. I have, like, very little interest in superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um and I know that maybe this one was more of a artistic take, yeah. but like even when they're doing that, I saw the Dark Knight and I was like, God, give me a break! I can't, I can't do it. Really? Yeah, Emily loves them. Emily, my wife, mm. uh, she loves those superhero movies and like she knows about the whole Marvel universe. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'm nerdy enough without like 
having all but yeah like having all those like nerd interests Uh so i I don't do that kind of like lord of the rings or harry potter or Mm. it's just i I think i don't operate well in the land of make-believe yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's your favorite movie of all time hmm i love uh like screwball comedy movies romeo and michelle's high school reunion is definitely up there uh i love the movie heathers that's one I can watch over and over again. Yeah. They're remaking that, I heard. I know. I'm like skeptical. Yeah. I'm skeptical because the original is so good. Mm. Yeah. I haven't seen either of those movies, unfortunately. I don't even know what the first one you said. Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion? Yeah, it's it's from the 90s um, when you were, you know, in elementary school. No, I was, uh, I was barely born in the 90s. Jesus Christ, when were you born? 99. <laughs> oh my God, really? <laughs> I had no idea. I I don't even know if I'm allowed to be alone in a room with you. <laughs> I'm like, uh, my babysitting rate is thirteen dollars an hour. Okay. Well. Ninety nine. Jesus Christ. I'll Are be twenty one next. Should I not year? say that on your podcast? Or is your dad watch this? No, he doesn't. I told him he's not allowed to watch it. Okay. I, I don't d- mean to take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. My apologies. I do. Okay. Jesus Christ. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're not allowed to say it like your whole life and then you start saying it. It's like the funnest it's the, thing the ever. freedom of it. Yeah. yeah. I like to say, oh, baby, Jesus. Uh, Jesus H. Christ. Yeah. That's a good one. We don't know what his middle name was, but it started with an H. Yeah. Yeah. Heavenly. <laughs> Jesus, heavenly Christ. Is that what it is? I don't know. I, I feel I like you, you had more not. of a Christian upbringing yeah. than I did, so. Maybe you, you went do to know. Catholic school. Right? I did go to Catholic school. I did. Yeah. Uh, my my mom is really Catholic. Uh-huh. My dad uh, is a good sport, <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I think all of us, there. I have three siblings. None of us are still practicing Catholics mm. or really religious at all. Yeah. My sister is like a militant atheist. She upsets my parents all the time. I'm yeah. more willing to like just play along and like you know hold their hands while we say that our yeah. father but my sister is like absolutely not she won't say grace at thanksgiving she leaves yeah. the table <laughs> <laughs> i still pray with my parents because i just uh, it's like easier if well I yeah, yeah yeah and also like my parents are kind of cute and i love them so i'm just like mm. don't hurt their feelings yeah. <laughs> like have you seen you you know john mulaney right yeah he has this joke and it just reminds me like of my family all the time where he's like somebody's like who even believes in god anymore and he's like my mommy that's him <laughs> so that's how i feel I, i'm protective of my mother's yeah. feelings about jesus yeah so did you listen to the new kanye west gospel album i have not no it's actually like really good i like really liked it a lot i have a thing for gospel music i like it's still it's still like gives me like a yeah. feeling yeah i think you might like, like well, maybe i'll give it a shot songs. i think kanye west is a tool but i'll give yeah. it a shot so i'm like a huge kanye fan but like i know i, I totally understand why you hate him i don't hate him yeah. i don't I, you know i never met yeah. him <laughs> but i i just I understand why you sometimes think he's a tool. I, yeah, yeah you can you can see a celebrity's narcissism right up front and yeah. it's just like it's a little off-putting yeah so yeah yeah <laughs> so you're one of the uh, few comedians I know that's actually married. Yeah. And I love your wife. Shockingly, by the way. <laughs> yeah, my wife is your adorable. wife Emily. Yeah. I like want to marry someone like Emily. Everybody should marry somebody yeah. like Emily. She's very patient. She's very kind. She's a good 
Uh, she's a good comedy wife. I've noticed that a lot of people or a lot of comics with girlfriends or wives, mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of them. Yeah. And Emily like tries her best to get to as many things as she can and be supportive. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel the same way. Like she runs a restaurant that I frequently go to mm-hmm. and um, she's a DJ and I go to her DJ Ooh, nights. Yeah. She doesn't do that a whole lot anymore. We're getting mm. kind of old, but um, how old are you? I am thirty-seven. She is forty-three. Okay, so I thought you were in your very low thirties. I'm not in my low thirties. I'm in my uh, late mid thirties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So if you had a kid at seventeen, I could be your kid. You could be my kid, right? Yeah. That's just why I yeah ninety-nine. Yeah, um, I'm glad I made it into like the nineties. Because these 2000s kids, then fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, you're better than them. I think you, you're correct to feel that way. Yeah. yeah. I can't believe, like, you're, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. And you'll be 21 in May? In uh, February. Oh, February. Okay. I don't know why I thought May. Yeah. Well, you're getting there. Yeah. You're getting there. I'm excited. Almost almost old enough to stay at the open mic the whole yeah. time. <laughs> I don't even, like, want to drink. I just want to, like. Right. Comedy you want to stick stick around yeah. and see everything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm envious of you though cuz you you started, you know, so young. You have a lot of time to get better yeah. and um and maybe if you wanted to take it somewhere you could. Mm. You're not, you know, tied to a, a career or anything yet. You're just still, you know. Thank you. Yeah. But I don't so. I don't think this is going to work out, but <laughs> I mean, you who it knows? Could. It who could. knows? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I think Probably there are tons of open micers and local mm-hmm. comics that then moved on to New York or L.A. and met, made the right connections. Like and Shane Gillis. <laughs> right, Shane Gillis, um, a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. I, I opened for him twice. That's awesome, and, yeah. And uh, that was pretty exciting. Yeah. And then I actually, before the shit went down, I uh, asked him to be on the podcast because he was in, like, Harrisburg. Uh-huh. And he was like sorry man i don't think i have time and i was like fuck and then the whole thing happened i was like he's never gonna be on the podcast now <laughs> i don't know I that that whole thing i i uh i don't know how how you feel about it but i the i i think maybe maybe this is kind of like an old person approach to it but i, I do think that certain things and certain topics are not off limits and can be funny i don't think mm. i don't think racist jokes are funny but i think that people can make jokes about race that are funny yeah. and i think that people can make jokes about feminism that are funny and i do mm. it all the time i actually mm. come way harder for that stuff than yeah. i do for and i think people think of me as a very progressive comic and i think mm. of myself as a progressive person mm. but i also think that there are certain aspects of being a you know a radical leftist mm-hmm. that are funny and yeah. also being queer that that are funny and mm-hmm. so i'm sure should anybody ever get a hold of one of my sets they'll be like oh she said that she's against polyamory and i'm not <laughs> it's just funny to me <laughs> poly it was polyamory like fucking a lot of people like yeah like po- like non-committal type thing right well i don't I don't know how many polyamorous people listen to this podcast and I might Probably not like be able to demystify two. it for you. <laughs> um, but polyamory is uh, basically it's, you know, you ha- can have multiple partners and mm. there can be like a primary partner or not. And there can be like, you know, 
the joke I have made about it in my set in the past that I stopped making because the polyamorous person got mad at me um, is that the Venn diagram of like polyamorous people and super nerdy people is just like one big circle. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like and I I don't know for some reason that? like the LARPing people and the and the cosplay people they fuck a lot yeah. they get down so yeah, yeah. I don't got, know I feel got, like that's a, a astute observation yeah. but yeah and they got upset about that it just uh, I did it on a festival that was like for um, polyamorous people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did, I, I did it at the uh, at uh, Comic Con, okay. so <laughs> there were a lot of polyamorous people there, oh. and they were mad at me. They didn't like that joke. I'm kidding. It wasn't <laughs> Comic Con, <laughs> but but it, there's a lot of polyamorous people at Comic Con. I'm yeah, sure. Probably. I've never been, but I I would assume. I would, yeah. Yeah. Furries and all kinds of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you're a polyamorous person. No. Probably not. Yeah. I feel like I'm like a one lady guy <laughs> <laughs> i'm also a one lady guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i i'm try, i'd like try to like put myself in like in the mindset like i like of like juggling like girls or whatever and that just like stresses me out like yeah. thinking like because like my my thinking is just like like i would be too lazy to do it anyway like it would hurt my brain too much I, I feel that way too. Yeah. I feel like monogamy is the lazy way to do it, and I I like to take the easy yeah. way out. Yeah. I think um, I'm pro monogamy, I guess. But I'm I not. Mean, I'm, I'm not, not like anti, I'm not anti polyamory yeah. or pro yeah. monogamy. Monogamy has worked for me. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, there's not there's no shame in polyamory. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I, I just I just want to rectify that. <laughs> Yeah. It's a personal choice for me, mm-hmm. monogamy. I actually feel like probably I'm less evolved or more lazy. I've, I just really, I, I, I can't like text anybody back, let alone yeah. like multiple people. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want any kids? <laughs> um, that was like my one question. Do I want kids? You know, yeah. I think if there would come a time that I wanted kids, I'd probably adopt or foster mm. um i think i don't know do i want to say this in public but uh that i'm a queer person and i uh i'm not sure about like environmentally or if it's if it's correct or wise for me to choose to like bring a whole other life into the yeah. world um Maybe I was made queer for a reason, and that was to decrease the population yeah. and the taxing <laughs> of the environment. That's how I feel, and it's like uh, a, it's kind of like a head and a heart thing where I'm like, oh, I yeah. really want kids, and it would be kind of cool to like have a baby, and then I'm mm. like, well, then also like, how many diapers end up in a landfill? Yeah. I I think I've I've told you this before. I have a lot of stress and anxiety mm. about like climate change. Yeah. It's on my mind a lot. It's on my mind right now. Well, I have some Klonopin, and if you want to <laughs> take your mind off of no, climate okay. change a little bit. <laughs> I've thought about it. I've thought, like, maybe this is a medicatable problem, yeah. or maybe I'm just, you know, more aware than everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I worry about it sometimes, but it's also, like, hard to, what like, are you gonna put do, it in, like, right? perspective, yeah. I guess, like, like that Greta, like that little girl, Greta Von... Feinberg. Yeah, Feinberg. I don't know her last yeah. name. Um, 
I'm like I'm glad that she's like super like passionate about it and stuff. Yeah. Like I don't know like what I can do besides like recycle and not use plastic straws. That that's exactly I know. Mouths. Like that's what are you gonna do? You're gonna recycle? Yeah. Like adorable. Yeah, the world is still <laughs> gonna go to shit. Like it's burning as we speak. What are you gonna do? And like you know the the uh, little girl Greta. Like she's she's actually doing like the good work where she's taking corporations to task and individual individual changes now are not really going to make that much of a difference you're like a total drop in the bucket you can like be vegan and drive a hybrid or not drive at all or like not use any fossil fuels and like solar power your entire life and like still it's not there yeah like yeah yeah, the automobile industry and the plastics industry and like that the fossil fuel industry that's what's creating this problem it's not your choices it's somewhat your choices like yeah. if you're if you're buying like fast fashion clothing you can make a choice not to do that mm-hmm. maybe put those businesses out a bit or put those things out of business but but you won't they yeah. you won't like and i have a kind of a nihilistic approach to this it's not yeah. like i'm not doing anything mostly what i'm doing is worrying mm-hmm. and just thinking about like skinny polar bears <laughs> <laughs> do you think anything like radical like happen to the environment in like our lifetimes i think if by 2050 we don't uh reduce our um our like the amount of climate change by two degrees celsius then Mm. we will probably see and we're already seeing this just got really serious on your podcast (laughs) we're already seeing we're already seeing like um extreme weather events and wildfires and hurricanes and Mm. um the, uh, the change in climate just i mean think about like you were born in 1999 yeah. but um there were it used to snow in pennsylvania and now it's like pretty much it doesn't snow yeah. here it well it used to snow in southeastern pennsylvania i can remember large snow events mm. and now we have like warmer that they call it warmer than usual wetter than usual but that's i mean th- now it's our typical climate so Sorry, like a something like a bump just happened. Oh, like, I, I actually, I hit oh, that okay. spring. Yeah, by accident. Um, boing. Yeah, so here's a very serious discussion about climate change. Uh, <laughs> what you might see in your lifetime, maybe I'll die before you. I'm 100 years older than you. Um, I, I wouldn't be too I feel sure like, about that. Yeah. I feel like I could. Get go at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a kind of a joke. It's not really, I haven't like done it on stage, but I feel like I'm like a third done. Yeah. It's not really like a joke. It's more of like a comment, really. <laughs> well, what do you think you're going to die of? Uh, Vape-related causes. I, I keep saying that. I uh, I switched from cigarettes to Juul, and yeah, people are too. like, aren't you, afraid of, aren't you afraid of the vaping pneumonia? And I'm like, you know what? I kind of didn't like the nebulous nature of maybe getting lung cancer. Yeah. This vaping pneumonia, I kind of hope I get it. Yeah. Like, I've never even heard of vaping pneumonia, but that doesn't sound that bad. Best case scenario, I get several days off of work, uh, maybe longer. Mm. And worst case scenario, I die. But that's not that big <laughs> of a deal, right? We're comedians. Yeah. We don't want to live that long. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sad observation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we're like getting close to like the... Uh, the time that we got to be out of here so i guess um we'll ask the three questions <laughs> now that we've talked a lot about climate, climate change, change. <laughs> um so we have three questions that we're going to ask every uh, guest we have um 
Which one do you want to do first? Do you believe in an afterlife? I'll I'll answer that. I'll answer that. Um, I am pretty much an agnostic about everything. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel I feel like a fallible human being. Uh, I have a friend Kyle who says like if you've ever dropped your phone in the toilet, you have no right to discuss whether or not there's a god. <laughs> You're a fallible human. Like how can we know? You know. Uh, so um, was that Kyle Neff? No, uh, Kyle works. He's a a uh, screenwriter in LA oh. now. Um but does he know Jared? Uh I don't <laughs> think he's met Jared. I don't know. Yeah. Um Jared just came home yesterday. So Oh really? Yeah. He unfollowed me on Instagram. <laughs> what the fuck, Jared? I don't even know how to unfollow people on Instagram. <laughs> people listening to this podcast, if you could email me and tell me how to unfollow a person on Instagram, I would really like that information. Because I accidentally followed these people called Fecal Matter and it's scary. And I would like to unfollow them. Wait, is it just pieces of, like, shit? No, it's not pieces of shit. It's these people that do crazy alien makeup, which sometimes I kind of like, but this is really, it's getting intense. And I can't figure out how to unfollow them. Okay. Well, you could just Fecal like, matter, if you're listening to this podcast, do you want me to show you're you right scaring now? me. <laughs> no. Uh, so my, uh, my answer is, I really can't say if yeah. there is an afterlife, but I have a, fi- this, the whole theme of this is my anxiety, this morning but uh i have like a lot of anxiety about uh whether or not there is an afterlife because i would rather there not be yeah me too and it makes me like it doesn't matter if i'm like swinging on a swing set next to my favorite dead dog (laughs) on a cloud for eternity yeah i just like it doesn't matter if it's good or bad i just i don't want it i would like when it's done for it to be done yeah so i have if I if I die and then I like open my eyes somewhere in an afterlife, I'll be pissed. <laughs> I think that's why babies cry a lot. If there is yeah. if there is reincarnation, babies are very uncomfortable because, you know, they had to fucking do it all over again. Yeah, I don't think I believe in reincarnation because like I don't want to. I don't want to believe in anything. Believe, yeah. yeah, I don't want to believe in anything. But I'm an agnostic. There, you know, like I'm an agnostic about everything. Like mm. there might be lizard people. There might be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not, but there could be. You should yeah. look it up. Google it. I Lizard have, people. I have Google. Okay. It. Yeah. Um, you don't know. I You're don't a fallible know. human being. Yeah. How how would you know? As my yeah. dad would say. The Bilderbergs. <laughs> <laughs> As my dad say when I'd like ask him like questions about religion, he's like, "You are finite. God is infinite." Oh. And then he'd drop a microphone that he had in his hand. But it was just a spatula, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I, I'm glad my dad really never says a word. Yeah. He doesn't. He says things like, how are you? I say, <laughs> okay. We move along. <laughs> I do love my dad. I kind of, yeah. like, throw him under the bus sometimes, but I do. We've definitely gotten, like, closer over, like, the last, like, year. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I... I th- I think I believe in a god, but like I don't know what it is. I think it's hard to let that go. Like I even yeah. get I get sensitive at ra- being raised Catholic and now feeling pretty much agnostic or like leaning towards atheist. But like sometimes things still really upset me. Yeah. Like I uh, did you watch um the new Sabrina the Teenage Witch on I Netflix? I don't have it's Netflix. like 
really satanic yeah. <laughs> and, I, and i i was watching it with my wife and we were like she was totally into it yeah. and i was like i don't like this this yeah. makes me feel very uncomfortable so because it's just like it's accessing that like little altar yeah, boy yeah, inside yeah, yeah, of yeah. me <laughs> that's like this is wrong <laughs> yeah when i used to work at a uh, barnes and noble and uh someone like uh put on hold uh the satanic bible and like on my breaks i would like read some of it <laughs> And, like, some of the stuff is kind of, like, not that bad. But there's also, like, really, really, like, fucked up stuff. And I was like, oh, like, if you just, like, took out, like, all the fucked up stuff, it's basically, like, how to be a libertarian. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's that's what that's what Satanists are now. They're, like, they don't actually really believe in Satan, and they're not, yeah. like, sacrificing virgins or anything yeah. like that. But they're, like, it's, like, a hedonistic, yeah. humanistic, like... Yeah. But it still makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, more power to them. If there's like a goat head on something, I get uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Except it, if I it's realize... like on a goat body, then it's fine. <laughs> yeah, goat head on a goat body, normal. Uh, goat head on a person. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, still makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Even though logically, I know that there's nothing. There's really nothing wrong with that, mm. and anybody can practice anything, and it's it's fine. It's just. I, like I said, like somewhere in me is a tiny little altar boy, yeah. <laughs> from what, and it There's just still parts of me pushes those buttons. Yeah, think I'm going to hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I don't really think. Let's hope there's not a hell. But I'll repent on my deathbed, so it'll okay. be fine. Okay. What's your um, next one? <laughs> uh, what's your favorite joke of all time? Um, let me think. I should have been thinking of this before. Um. Well, I do have like a kind of favorite like non-joke joke, and it's just it's dumb, mm. but it's like uh, Batman and Robin are walking down the street, and Batman falls down, and Robin starts to laugh, and Batman says, "Why are you laughing?" And Robin says, "Because that was funny." <laughs> <laughs> it's like a joke about jokes. I, yeah. I like stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I have I have favorite com like comics. Uh, Sarah Silverman is mm. one of those people that like walks really close to the line, and then is still like so endearing and i'm pretty sure like politically is like kind of on my side you know and i really i like i mm. aspire to be like sarah silverman she's so mm. goofy and kind of dirty but also kind of like i i just think she's hilarious but she mm. has a joke all she says is no woman is asking to be raped but some women are asking to be motorboated. <laughs> and I think that is the fucking funniest joke i've ever heard yeah kills that me is pretty kills good. me every time yeah motor voting is fun <laughs> <laughs> and no you know I, I i like that's where i could look at humor and be like sarah silverman doesn't think that some women deserve or are asking to be motor voted it's just <laughs> funny and it calls to mind that imagery of just like <laughs> like somebody with their boobs all yeah. out like it's just it's so fu it's so fun do uh, girls like being motorboated? I can't answer that Speaking question. I'm not like regular okay. girl. <laughs> but I kind of doubt they, they... I'm pretty sure motorboating has to be consensual. <laughs> <laughs> Listening public, don't motorboat somebody non-consensually. before you motorboat. <laughs> or drive a motorboat that isn't yours. All good advice. <laughs> um... I guess the final question is, uh, do you have, like, a worst you've ever bombed story? I have a saddest bomb story. When I was... Does it I, end in a positive note? Not really. <laughs> um, when I... 
so uh, now I'm a fairly confident comedian. I can bomb and like learn from it and that kind of mm. stuff. And I, I also have been in, fortunate enough to be able to do a lot of really cool shows and festivals and things like that. Mm. Um, but my first ever like cold call to a comedy club, I um, I my in-laws live in Atlanta. So this is a couple okay. years ago. Uh, and I was like, not not a totally new comic. I felt pretty good about my set, mm-hmm. um, but I uh, my first like cold call to a club. My in laws live in Atlanta, and we were traveling there anyway. Mm-hmm. So Laughing Skull is like the comedy club in Atlanta. It's a big okay. club. So I just emailed them with like a tape and my information and said like I'll be in Atlanta from these days to these days if you have any spots available and they put me on a showcase and I was like stoked mm. and other other comics were stoked for me because Laughing Skull is a big comedy mm. club and uh I fucking ate shit <laughs> <laughs> like I I got there and um the like it was you know a busy-ish night at the club it's much smaller than i thought it would be it's probably only seats like 50 people Mm. um but it was you know 50 full seats yeah uh and i i don't i don't know it just i got too in my head and i was too nervous there's like a you know green room where you can like watch video like of the comics that are on Uh stage during the showcase and um two people kind of bombed before me Uh and like it just sapped my confidence oh, and no. I went out there. I was not confident at all. I remember I usually never look at my notes uh, for comedy, but I had to like pull up my phone and like look at notes. And uh, I was just like sweating and yeah. like not okay. I was not okay. Yeah. And then I just uh, kind of went home feeling really crappy. Actually, <laughs> I had another, I think I had another set in Atlanta that went okay, but um, it just that. Uh, it was just like a kick in the nuts. Yeah. So, yeah. Because I felt like so happy about getting that yeah. booking, and then I blew it. Yeah. So that's the saddest <laughs> bomb. I mean, I've had I've had bombs where like I have to be like I have to do like a twenty thirty minute set, and like half of it's not going well. Yeah. And recently, I did I did a show at Zizimos in Baltimore. Um, it was back-to-back shows, so like I think there was like a seven o'clock seating and a nine thirty seating. Oh yeah, I think you told me. About I, this. I tell yeah. you about this, yeah, and like, so. <laughs> so I guess the nine thirty hadn't sold very well, so the promoter went around to all the people who came at seven, and they were like, "You can stay for the next <laughs> show. You don't have to like, you don't have to uh, pay the cover again." Yeah. So almost the whole crowd stayed, but it was the same but people, the same people yeah. and I, I mean. I have some different jokes, but I just didn't have time to like yeah. craft a whole other set. And I, oh god, yeah. so it just it sucked. But you know, some stuff sucks. Yeah. What's your worst bomb? Um, I went to a Fergie's, I think, in Philly. Uh, Ruby Nicholas got me in because I was oh, like yeah. nineteen at the time, and I just like like two laughs probably like, for the whole five minutes. And like I ate shit, and then this guy came up. He's like, "Hey, what's your name?" I'm like Tyler, and he's like, "Did you like lose like a fucking bet?" Oh, <laughs> that sucks. Fergie's, that was is, awful. Fergie's is a great room, and the people yeah. who run it are really, um, they're. I mean, 
what I like about it is that there's like five hosts or something like that, mm. and like some of them just run the light, and some of them, you know, they they kind of section it off because a lot of people go to that mic. Mm. And uh, but what I what I always like to see that the, the mic is that almost everybody that hosts or is any part of that mic goes mm. every single Sunday. Like yeah. I, I wish we could foster that in Lancaster because yeah. I, you know, often. Like I'm hosting, I'm co-hosting a mic. I host one week, somebody hosts the next week, but they don't mm. show up to like anybody else's week. And I'm just mm. like, what's the, you know, yeah. what's the deal? So, but I, I mean, I think you could go back to Fergie's, but what mm. you do have to know is that that's a room that's uh, a little, uh, they ha- they have more of a progressive leaning. Mm. Uh, and so they're, they're definitely gonna wanna hear um, things that are maybe a little political or just observational mm. about you. They don't want to hear your like, I'm trying to work on talking about race jokes. They don't <laughs> want to hear that. I that was one joke and it was <laughs> bad and I I didn't yeah. I I did it at the uh, Wednesday mic cuz Joey Tepedina was like, "Do the joke." It wasn't that bad. I'm not going to say it, but it was Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do it again. That's what I I, yeah. I think the comics can joke about race, but I yeah. I think it has to be funny first. Like yeah. it doesn't It wasn't that yeah. funny. And I think jokes about race are different than racist jokes. Yeah. I so. I don't think mine was a racist joke. Yeah, but it wasn't funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think a joke about race that isn't funny yeah. might even be interpreted as racist because yeah. it's like you know, you shouldn't talk about this until you actually have a firm grip on what's funny about it. Yeah. So. So I just gotta get funnier. Yeah, just get funnier. <laughs> that's that's the trick. If you if that's my that's my tip for being as successful as I am in comedy, mm-hmm. still a local comic. Uh. Just be funny. That's that's my. That sounds advice. like a good note to end on. <laughs> oh, James just walked in as we're about to wrap up. I just wanted to say uh, thank you to Audrey for coming. I appreciate you, and I love you. It's really good to hang out with you on a Sunday morning. It's fun. Thank you again for watching. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, Thank you, guys.